0: Come. Dothan, come.
1: It's kind of cute, but also.
0: (laughs) He's keeping my balls
1: warm. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to adjust. You're fine. Okay. No no judgment. (laughs) Okay.
0: Hey there. My name is Jaren. My pronouns are he, him.
1: And I'm Heather. My pronouns are she, her. And we are your hosts of Typically Divergent Podcast.
0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We hope you're feeling well. We hope that you had a wonderful weekend yes. and a nice, pleasant holiday. I want to go ahead and be pretty transparent for a moment. Today's episode is not originally what we had planned and what we had in mind. If, if anybody out there does podcast or knows more about them than they're just being a fan, which, welcome back if you're a recurring recurring listener. If you're new, welcome to the show. We plan our episodes out weeks in advance. Correct. But, and... Um, with the recent events at Club Q, our mm-hmm. conversation is going to be different.
1: I am going to tell everyone here, um, we do have a pretty hefty trigger, trigger warning for today. Um, we plan to discuss the Colorado nightclub shooting from about a week ago, uh, two weeks ago, for if you're listening. Discussion of mass shootings, gun violence, and politics will take place today. Uh, The views expressed are our opinions and reflections on difficult topics. If this is not something you wish to listen to, we understand. And since this episode as a whole might be a bit heavy, please put your mental health first.
0: We love you.
1: We promise to bring you something that will give you smiles next week. So thank you. And for those who are sticking with us at this time, we appreciate you. And thank you for uh, writing out this episode with us.
0: Yeah. He- Heather and I are struggling a little bit right <laughs> now, guys. And we know that we are not very far along in our journey of this project that we took on. and yeah. I, uh, Maybe it's the, the mental illnesses saying it's time to trauma dump, but again, we don't mean to, but we want, we can't let this breeze past. And yeah. this is going to be a heavy episode
1: today. I think we might, we might say this later on too, as a reminder, but um, today is not going to be as super organized um, as our prior episodes might have been in terms of having um, specific points of discussion. We still have things we obviously want to say and plan out for this episode, but it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be We want to make sure that we're having a genuine conversation about what we actually wanted to talk about in the end today. Right. I want to be real and say that actually, (laughs) ironically, even though we've changing things, this actually took the most prep work because just sitting down and, you know, validating the feelings that I know that that you're currently having Mm -hmm. um, that we're both having and how we want to express ourselves about everything because it's it's difficult and i don't know if like what we say is like 100% what someone else feels right like but it's yeah. just like we're just going to talk about it
0: we're going to talk about it because we ha- difficult conversations have to be had in order for change to happen there has to be some yeah. sort of uncomfortable conflict that doesn't mean that it has to be extreme tragedies Things, right, and things, it shouldn't have to be. No, th- nothing should ever have to escalate to that point. We can't let this walk on by, and we can't ignore it. Um, when Heather and I started this journey, I literally told her, like, we are going to be a little cautious of certain opinions because we are new, and we know there's going to be a little pushback at some point. And we, again, like, you know, we're, we're still so very new at this. Like, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. learning. Um, and I told her that we would not discuss anything like that until something big happened and unfortunately it happened so soon that we haven't even had thanksgiving yet heather and i are recording this episode the day before thanksgiving hmm uh, hope you all loved the little uh, bonus episode that we left you a couple <laughs> days ago <laughs>
1: yes i keep still hearing about people coming up uh Uh, telling me or texting me about the the animal quiz too
0: oh my gosh okay yes
1: sorry not to uh, (laughs) do it yes it's okay yes we can can have a
0: little diverge moment
1: I had a friend who on the spot I can't remember what they said their first thing was but then that people thought that they were a cat but in reality they were a parrot
0: (laughs) one of my friends Jesse sent me his three and his and his wife's and so I want to share them because I was like I wouldn't have thought of any of these animals. yeah in order, fox, dog, alligator, <laughs> and then for his wife, giraffe, gazelle, and dolphin. Hyde- wow. Hi, Deidre. Wow. I told her she was the most I beautiful love that. dolphin that ever. I was gonna say
1: planet. that's a very unique one. I it love it. That's very unique. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, typical
0: I'm... us trying to avoid an uncomfortable conversation. But yeah. thank you for that. I really yes. need that smile. Yes, it
1: made it. It gave me a little giggle because today today is has already been rough off. the off the air right uh, before we recorded. Um, Heather let me cry in front of her. Yes, that's okay.
0: That's not the first time I've cried in front of her, but all the other times I cried in front of her at my job. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. She, she pays me <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to, to watch me cry yes. when I'm stressed out oh while, goodness, while, I'm, while I'm doing her hair because we spend so much time we, together. We at the swear salon. it's not like that. Wow, okay. <laughs> So I definitely feel a lot lighter. I maybe this is not. I don't know how this episode it's is okay. going to go.
1: It's okay. We're go- <laughs> we're trying our best. And for those who are still with us after the trigger warning, um, no one can really address something that's really tough like this so perfectly or like. There's certainly wrong ways to go about it, but I think even when you're trying hard to discuss a difficult topic, there's still additional things you're not going to think about. And we would encourage our listeners, if they're comfortable in discussing the subject with us, you know, feel free to email us.
0: If you were in our Facebook group or on any of our social medias, yeah, I made a post on all of our social media platforms saying that I was going to be making a statement and we were going to be doing something and saying something about it. And yeah. So obviously, if you don't know that... <laughs> If you can't hear that, I'm a little light in my loafers, as my, hu- <laughs> my future husband would say. So mm-hmm. a mix of that and I have been put into a position where my mental health has taken a bit of a toll recently. When I said last week's episode mm-hmm. that the holidays tend to bring out the most stress mm-hmm. within families and relatives, mm-hmm. I did not know that I would also be doing that. So without getting too much into that, um, Heather, how is your mental health
1: today? Sure, sure. Well, I do appreciate you sharing that with me. And I I do want to, before getting into my own stuff, I do want to take a moment to say that I think obviously both of us at different points in our lives, you mentioned you know, your current experiences. I, I think it's important to recognize that a lot of people do go through stressors around Mm -hmm. the holidays as it relates to their own personal experiences family related things and other things and um, if you are currently going through that or you do end up going through that this year we're here for you remember we just had a
0: new moon so hopefully you're on a new adventure yes
1: yes remember to protect your peace Mm. I think that's a really big one please if you struggle with setting boundaries or you have gotten to the point where you're able to set those boundaries, but you have trouble keeping them. them. Please, as a reminder, you are a strong person. Wherever you are in that journey for setting that boundary and reinforcing it, remember to reinforce that boundary when it comes to protecting your own peace and your own mental health and your mental well-being.
0: I don't know if I said it earlier when we started the intro, but caution. Emotions are at play today. Yeah. we were going to set up this whole like mental health series about like when we're in the dumps, but, and then create something around <laughs> those four words. Mm-hmm. I actually had to count them. In my hand. <laughs> 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 but to, I She came over and I said, we need to do something. We need to, today's the first day for it. Yeah.
1: Today's I, the caution emotions are at play. But, we are just going to sit down and talk about stuff and that's okay
0: yep that is okay and hopefully us talking about these things will help other people find ways to be able to have those other conversations with mm-hmm. more people and mm-hmm. i folks i know it's tough trust me so um, before we get into too much of it um we would first like to say rest in peace to daniel davis Aston, who was a trans man who's a bartender at the um club queue Ashley, I believe her last name is pronounced Pauf, P A U G H, Kelly Loving, Raymond Green Vance, and Derek Rump. And twenty two year old Anderson Lee Aldrich's grandfather is Randy Vopole, former Republican California State Assembly member and grandfather of the Colorado Springs shooter.
1: Yeah, and the and only th- picture that I see of him is one with a giant fucking MAGA hat on, of course.
0: Right. So that's 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 why we are talking a little bit more extremism. So we were originally supposed to discuss gray areas today as they related to different aspects of life through watching a movie that we both had ironically totally unplanned had seen at the around the same time and we mm-hmm. were talking about it while we were planning um other episodes and it's called The School for Good and Evil. But with the recent events the discussion of this theme became more focused on the problems we face and the dangers of extremism in today's American society and the violence that has been occurring, particularly against marginalized communities. This is also a possible opportunity for us to, again, just have another organic conversation. Heather is going to go ahead and give you a synopsis of what that movie is, just because if anybody out there is interested. And so, Heather, why don't you... Let me dissociate for a second and you (laughs) take it away. Yes,
1: that is okay. (laughs) Definitely validating that need. I want to be very specific to say that talking about the movie is not to minimize and suddenly like just break away from the very serious topic of the mass shooting at Club Q nightclub. It's just interesting that we were going to talk about the gray area or... The aspects of, and the warnings of extremism. Mm -hmm. It's based off a book series by Soman Chainani. The audience is generally like a younger side of the Mm -hmm. teen fantasy fiction.
0: I remember when Nicholas was showing it to me, I was like, what is this? Some other fucking Twilight?
1: Like another Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, but like, but like, but cornier, right? Like, um... I I, like, 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 (laughs) like, corn. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes back to corn. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You need that. You need that laugh.
0: I did need that laugh.
1: (laughs) It also is not wrong to find ways to laugh and to make jokes about things and still understand the meaningfulness of something tragic that has happened or other things, right? Like, Right. And also, sometimes we need that in order to process things and keep moving in our lives as much as that's not to say that what has happened is not important.
0: Right. We're not discrediting anything. Yes. We're laughing because we're traumatized millennials. Yes. And literally. We're, we're constantly it's like, reminded. And it's,
1: and it's hard, right? Because when we do it, we almost feel guilty for it. And it's it's like this weird sick cycle of emotion.
0: Right yeah you you told us that we've we been through the, so many events you told us that we were the gra- greatest generation in the world and mm-hmm. we have I, I mean,
1: we've inherited this shitty society so much sorry yeah no no please. i'm not sorry nope i'm actually honestly i'm tired of being sorry for that like america yeah. has a lot of problems that it needs to work on mm-hmm.
0: and the and the the things that we're gonna talk about today are also global these are human problems yes
1: but the movie and what we were going to talk about in more general ways and if that still comes up that's okay but this movie talks about black and white and like extremes and then like how is it not better maybe to be in that gray area and like and, and things like that and then we're talking about like extremism issues in american society and then also how has this potentially led to the event yes. that has occurred and how the violence is increasing and it's pretty bad in this country whether mm-hmm. that's a mass shooting in general whether that's literal hate crimes against um, marginalized communities and things like that so we don't want to like relate it directly to the movie it's more of like we were already going to talk about this and then all of a sudden we're thinking about it and like oh Mm-hmm. wow we could this is like even deeper than we thought in relation mm-hmm. to everything
0: right because if you remember in last week's episode i had said that as a libra i've always i have an issue with extremism i mm-hmm. seeing things only black and white mm-hmm. and then i threw out a lot of like tarot drawings that i've received or uh signs from uh like the universe saying like you need to start accepting some gray areas because if you don't it's going to put you down a really bad path now granted there are a lot of a lot of black and white things that there cannot be a gray area for Mm -hmm. but because that was going to be the conversation Mm -hmm. and then this event happened and it Mm -hmm. was like well you know what the the black and white and gray scale it's all one spectrum just Mm -hmm. like anything else in this world so why don't now we got to talk about it the whole spectrum
1: yeah yeah so so again so getting into the actual synopsis of the movie sorry folks oh my goodness no no i i think it's important to talk about that because we were going from starting to talking about the event at the nightclub Mm -hmm. to you know talking about this so for those who are interested um or who who have watched the netflix movie um the school for good and evil i'm gonna give a brief synopsis and then as we talk about stuff with the nightclub and things about extremism aspects of the movie might come back into play so that's why we felt it was still important to talk about a review briefly Mm -hmm. of the movie starts out when the village of Galvedon with two girlfriends, Sophie and Agatha navigating their less than ideal circumstances in this judgmental medieval small village. Sophie is a girl who dreams of escaping her reality to a beautiful idealistic fairy tale world. Whereas Agatha lives in a more realistic mindset that Sophie would consider grim yet actually has the signs and heritage of being a witch under a blood red moon. Both girls get suddenly whisked away from Galvaldin to the school for good and evil, a place for the origins of fairy tales where they begin and are written about to the girl's dismay. Sophie is dropped into the School of Evil, run by the witty and dark mistress, Lady Leso, played by Charlize Theron. And Agatha gets placed into the School for Good, run by the cheerful and sunny headmistress Professor Dovey, played by Carrie Washington. The girls navigate being placed into what they personally believe to be the opposite school from their own perceptions on life and personal wishes, and meet the children of famous fairytale characters along the way. In order to change their fated school selection that they disagree with, one true love's kiss can change this, but a dark and dangerous figure, played by Kit Young or Jesper in Shadow and Bone, if anyone has seen that series, with ties to Sophie, also reemerges and, and threatens to destroy the school and ruin the balance of good and evil. Giving everyone much bigger problems on their hands. So that's sort of a review of how the movie goes. Tried to be a little spoiler free there. I yeah. I thought if we're not talking about the deeper themes, right? That we're gonna you know like talk about today. It's a very happy like, it's like whimsical, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's meant for younger teens, but it does still start to introduce, if not at least lightly, some of like more important themes to think about in one's life yeah and um, i
0: and i didn't see a bit of a sexualization
1: yeah i didn't yeah see. that was good too well it like it didn't objectify the there female characters there we go it, it was about anything. it was actually a lot about their their experience in their life i kind of went into it with like somewhat lower expectations like you were saying earlier like oh this is just gonna be like this kind of like twilight or like my friend who recommended it and she was visiting at the time and we watched it both kind of reminded us of going into watching like ella enchanted but anyways so anne hathaway and that movie i had such high expectations for even as a teenager because i loved the book and it was it was really good for like for me as as a teen and it ended up being very simplistic and kind of just Basic and didn't really touch on a ton of stuff. So, Um, but this one, I I thought it did a really good job. I like, you know, and it was fun. It was whimsical. Um, And like I said, I I think it introduced some like slightly heavier themes, but didn't like go into it too deeply either because, again, it is also a teen movie. Mm -hmm. So, so
0: when I had made that recording of our statement for the last episode at that moment, we did not know. It comes out that this was a hate crime at club q, yeah, colorado springs if you don't know. I, where are you living? Are you under a rock? That sounds really nice. Are you Patrick the Star? Yeah. Extremism, right? Okay, so this is a hate crime. And mm-hmm. there are attacks on black people. Anybody who is an immigrant? Mm-hmm. That that school, I think it was the, the Ju- ball day. you guys I I am I'm always trying to say we need to meet somewhere in the middle. But when you are thinking where it is okay for you to take a firearm into any place that is either public or private and end other people's lives and that you think that, that makes you better than anybody else. I can't meet you in the middle on that. No. That is the point of no return. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in, around guns. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like here in this country, you have that constitutional right to bear an arm. And okay, but do you need an AR-15, AK-47s, like, I don't know any... All I know is that it is a gun that is huge, and it is big.
1: And it's certainly more bullets than should be needed to, you know, hunt a deer or, you know, live off the land, or even also to protect yourself if that's what you're really using it for. Like, if, you know...
0: It makes me really sick to my stomach because I feel indifferent about the U.S. government than that other side does they're going to take away our guns and i'm like what makes you so afraid of them taking away your guns
1: back in the 90s and please no one quote me on this because i don't know the exact timing but there used to be a ban on or sort of a limitation on assault rifle weapon purchases and other guns now and i believe this shooter may not have used one of those but that doesn't Still mean that this conversation isn't still valid, right? But there were limitations on gun purchases, and I believe bullet purchases as well. The problem is is that in the mid to late 90s, I want to say, that sort of like it expired. It was like a, something that had like a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. And Congress just decided or like certain people failed to renew that. And ever since then, statistically, mass shootings and shootings with the mass amounts of bullet purchases and other things like that being related to it um, have increased with time. So, um, is that
0: around the time of um, Columbine? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Which, which just I, I believe it's a it's it's somewhat similar timing. I mean, all I remember as a kid is. Um, that happening when i was in like second or third grade Uh my teachers telling us about it and i was like really obviously still really little and then ever since then and again i grew up in new york so a little bit more of an overall liberal public education system so they were actually already enacting uh shooter drills and things like that that i think a lot of i have found out from friends that they never went through those growing up there are many of us who they did start those types of safety drills and stuff and i i literally level three lockdowns at carroll high school literally remember having to hide under my desk as if that's going to save my life. Um, and then like locking the doors and going through a drill at least once a year, every single year in school. And then we used to get bomb threats when mm-hmm. I was in high school and I mean, middle school. That became like a big thing. And we literally had to get bust to a different school. A teacher in math who is excellent, by the way, still learned a lot from him. I think he was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also served in the military. And he talked about how like if they really wanted to get people like they would be able to because look at what we're doing every single time we're taking the same routes and stuff and it's like you could tell that it was affecting him mm-hmm. that just made me more fearful and it's we've all grown up with these experiences and it's it's really really hard to see just nothing change and i know that this is a very specific event and you know marginalized and minority communities on top of it and a hate crime against um you know lgbtqia community that and that's a whole nother level but like mass shootings in general like jesus fucking christ like the the conservative extremist right from yes. the evangelical area of christianity yes
0: when you are using a a, a community and or a religion as an excuse for to, violence for violence for hatred the amount of times that i okay so folks uh we both grew up going to church i remember people saying things like oh well as long as i go in on sunday and get as long as i do communion yeah the body of christ as as long as i which by the way y'all that sounds pretty um witchy yeah okay the ritual
1: of the body and blood
0: yes religious trauma uh trigger warning for that as well uh i don't know if that was in the thing these are dangerous yeah these are dangerous. I personally know people. So this is the gray area, right? Mm-hmm. So I personally know people who are great people of faith.
1: Yeah. Same here. And, but I can count them on a hand of five.
0: Oh, yes. Why can't you go to your fellow people and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And I had a conversation with a therapist about it. And she was like, Jared, do you remember what that was like for you when mm. you left? Mm-hmm. And do you remember how alone you felt mm-hmm. when you did? do you really want somebody else to have to go through that? Mm -hmm. You know, is that fair to them? And I'm like, Mm. no, it's not. But,
1: but at the same time, there's a line. If you're, if you're really Christian, then there shouldn't, be acceptance for spewing of hatred and violence against other people, no matter who they are. Right. Right. That And, and, and if you, if you want to be neutral about it, that judgment is safe for God. You right. are not, you are not judge and you are certainly not executioner of someone else's life mm. in this world. Right. That is not, that is not your job. It's not your role. Right. And I'm really, really tired of the extremist side of the Christian faith, particularly it seems to be in um like the evangelical mega church circles. Uh. But uh, what i was saying though is let's talk about other western nations where christianity is also a strong point right and where conservatism Mm -hmm. that goes along that Mm -hmm. these these other nations like in england and australia and new zealand they also still enacted gun related safety laws and things that like reduced those events from occurring and they've shown statistically that the things that they did helped and they have even shown more recently because it's it's gotten so out of hand in america that it's mm-hmm. not only embarrassing but it's literally just every time you go out there's a risk and i don't i don't want people to feel social anxiety but like it's become to that point you talked about marginalized communities mm-hmm. and just Two weeks ago, they were having like a six month memorial for the mass shooting in Tops uh, at Buffalo at a grocery store called Tops in Buffalo, New York, which is my hometown, where a guy with a manifesto from another part of New York traveled all the way to Buffalo to just shoot up a whole grocery store to try to to try to kill as many black people as possible. I don't understand. We value guns. And we value that that aspect more than we do a human life. And I, I guess I was just trying to relate it to like other countries, even with those that have a large Christian population or a large conservative population, let's say it's split as well. Mm-hmm. They still enacted those laws to protect their people. Part of that probably does have to do with our the way our People with money lobby in this country, um, mm-hmm. and do they? We're getting to the point where do billionaires and billionaire organizations, super PACs, lobbying organizations such as the lovely NRA or National Rifle Association, do Which they is... have so much power that it's more power than the people who us who are voting? They have so much influence at this point um, in our country that it's made it really really hard to fight for what I think. I think there's a lot of Americans that would like reasonable gun control laws.
0: Well, okay. So here's another thing. Gerrymandering within mm-hmm. with, within how voting happens. Mm-hmm. If you look at what the majority of Americans actually want when it comes to, they, they say we're we live in a democracy, but it's like, it almost feels like it's just an illusion. And they're just allowing us to think we have a choice. But mm-hmm. really it's the people that have the money that have the choice mm-hmm. and to tell us to, to get what they want, to benefit yeah. them, to benefit the rich. Eat the rich. I'm pretty sure that the majority of Americans would actually want more policy and change and less yeah. thoughts and prayers.
1: Let's be clear. You wanna pray for someone, you want to wish good things upon them that's awesome and that's wonderful but don't use that as an excuse to not do anything take fucking action to actually support what you're saying Uh. if you pray for other people like let's say you're like my thoughts and prayers are with the victims of the club q nightclub shooting okay so then show that support when you go to church, like show support for gay people, Right. vote, show up for, pride. vote for politicians. Straight people want to know why we have a pride support month. Support them.
0: It's because this shit fucking happens and has been continuing to happen yeah. for so long. And it wasn't only until 51, two, three years ago mm-hmm. that we even have the ability to, for myself and my partner to comfortably walk up and down Fort Wayne, which... uh, Hi, everybody in Fort Wayne. We all know that like this is a pretty left leaning city. Yes. But at the same time, we live in a conservative state.
1: Ironically, if we were running as good people in this country, unfortunately, our only choice is Democrats right now. Right, and I and I don't mean that I know like because I'm not happy with Democrats either. Oh, I think no. the first thing they I'll... do is like give us ten dollars after uh you know the rights to abortion went away. Um, what have you been doing this whole fucking time? Yeah, if if you know if like Biden's... what have you been doing doing for gun rights? If
0: Biden did something wrong, I, I I would call him. I'd call his fucking ass out.
1: Yeah, the Democrats haven't done enough, or we wouldn't be in this place either, right? Because nowadays, it, I, I feel like it used to be something where if you voted for a Republican it wasn't always about like well they're going to enact social things that go against like gay people or they're not going to do things against women if they do happen to hold some of those beliefs they were usually kept more private you might not have had an easy time even finding that right yeah. it might have just a lot of it used to be like how should the government be run how should e- economics be run mm-hmm. now it's like well i better vote for you know the democrat party because that's my only option or i'm literally voting for people who support the like literal they go these politicians like marjorie taylor green lauren bober who <laughs> is literally from the county mm-hmm. that colorado springs is a part of yeah um go to actual events led by KKK members yeah. and neo-Nazis. Like it, And they're proud of it. They literally come out that they're proud of it. And we allow that in this country and we just keep letting it happen. We give them a voice. They used to have to hide under rocks. Make them fucking hide under rocks again. I'm, so, I, I'm not even sorry about that. Stop fucking telling people that they can't exist just because they look different, act different or may love someone different than you. And stop fucking telling them that they need to die on top of it all. Like, fuck you. God forbid
0: the world looks like a beautiful rainbow of human beings instead of everybody just looking like a piece of paper with blonde hair and blue eyes.
1: And yet we're so split as a country like that seems so wrong. Right? But so- are we really? And that's where like a lot of that gerrymandering comes in. Like maybe it's actually that like 60 to se- I mean, that's still sad, but that like more like 65, 75, even 80 percent of people don't even if they have their own beliefs they're not going to care they're not going to push it into a form of hatred on others but then they still vote for those candidates because you know they feel like chosen between one of two people and they just they do it they implicitly then are okay with that violence which is wrong but like that's what happens cognitive dissonance correct and and not being okay with that is a problem
0: when 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 fox news is putting shit on their channel and making drag queens out to be predators or transgender people to be or the
1: whole queer community i've seen things about the entire queer community yes Yes. that that we that we are
0: that we're some uh, sure okay our our sex is a a, it doesn't procreate okay i guess if you want to call it perverse our sex does not make more children and sorry about you we have 100 percent guaranteed birth control gay parents out there that are bringing life into this world. Those children will never be loved by anybody more than those parents love them because those people are going through a lot just to have those fucking oh, kids. Oh, hell yeah. The amount of people that I know that have had to go through uh, so much money and the people that are listening, that you know, I'm talking about you and I, I love you so very much and the, even the people who have been able to have the kids in their life, they still have to legally adopt the child from the other mother and get their name on the certificate and so that they are the legal guardian because they were not either a the sperm that went into the egg or b they were not the egg and men can go out there and impregnate as many women as they want and a woman can only get pregnant and stay pregnant for at most nine months you know all of these all of these queer people that are going through all this trouble to bring life into this world i mean you know we're, we're the fucked up ones the amount of cisgendered people mm-hmm. that say to me, I had no idea that queer people are still being murdered all over across the world.
1: I mean, you literally can get stoned to death in certain parts of the world still yes. for being gay.
0: Yes. And I understand that if you are not very close with somebody who is of the queer community yeah, or if you are not queer yourself, I can understand how... correct ignorance truly can be bliss be willing to learn yes this is so that gray area right we have to meet in the middle you mentioned earlier about how the country is so divided i placate into that just as much as everybody else does because that's what they want they want us to not realize that it's really all of us against the wealthiest people yeah. in the country and that's for the gerrymandering
1: the world. that and that, again that goes all yes. the way back to i think the point you were trying to make about the gerrymandering and like who actually has the power in this country and you know mentioning this stuff about the nra with protections for people against guns mm-hmm. and gun violence i saw something on a tiktok that i ended up sharing on my own personal page on facebook because it just it spoke volumes to me as to like how a really great way to summarize a lot of the hatred that's been spreading is that Fox News, certain extremist churches that spread that kind of hate and violence, they may not have shot the gun at Club Q, yeah. but they sure as hell loaded that gun. Yeah, I remember. They gave that. it the bullets, and I think that's a really good way to put it in terms of that violent, hateful rhetoric because you're putting that into the minds of impressionable people who
0: are literally in a cult.
1: Yeah. Who like they, they, you know, they might have been good people at one point. Who knows? I truly, truly believe no one is born a racist A transphobic person, a homophobic person, or a xenophobic person, and any of those other phobic type of aspects that breed hatred.
0: That is nurture, not correct. That is nurture. But it
1: comes from the people that are around them that push this. And quote unquote, what the other side likes to talk about so much is indoctrination. So many people get indoctrinated into this like hateful belief system. I mean, this kid would not be surprised if the people around him literally told him yeah these people are pedophiles these people are the type of people that go after yeah. young children that that type of thing that's being spread by literally by Fox News and representatives of their own area like lauren bobert and stating that like these people are dangerous so he feels like he's doing something good and he's you know losing his mind because i guess he has a violent history where he had a bomb threat against his own mom in the last year then that got covered up it's apparently been like really hush hush people had had to research to find that information because of course he has powerful connections it's it's a it's a plague. It's like it's a different kind of disease. It's not our physical disease like COVID, right? But mm-hmm. there's like a disease of our current society in the United States mm-hmm. related to extremism, particularly mm-hmm. of the right side and that related to like extreme circles in the Christian religion and using that as an excuse to still think that like you're a good person. Right. But then you're allowed to be that way towards others like I, I yeah it doesn't
0: make any sense I know it sounds like we're just hating on conservatives right now this is of course like just regurgitated bullshit information that just gets told to this individual but they were like well if the Democrats were on all over the offices everybody would get abortions for free and everybody would be on welfare and it's like the system is broken and it is designed to keep poor people poor. So you want to talk about broken systems, the education system. teaching people strictly abstinence does not fucking work. They're watching porn on their on their phones as teenagers and children. I don't care if you have parental controls on any of your fucking devices. I was a cop kid and my mother was very overprotective. I found my way around fucking everything. Oh yeah, you will. I bought an iPod touch the first generation on eBay because I knew that it was going to come out with an update. And if I paid for the update, then I could get apps onto the, onto the device. Like, MySpace, because that was really big at that time mm-hmm. in my life, knowing I would have access to porn at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you tell them not to have sex and then they're watching porn, which is not 100% realistic, back to gay stuff, yeah, we are very sexual, we are known to be very sexually active men. So I understand if someone wants to say that our sex is perverted. Because, sure, we're not in there just doing fucking missionary. And I don't know the names. Doggy. Okay. I, honestly, they're all the same at this point. For for as old as I am, they're all the fucking same. Oh and I'm really short. So I can only do so many. Remember, folks, Remember
1: when you said you were a jetpack? Oh, honey, you took the words right out of my mouth. You're <laughs> a little jetpack
0: boy. I am a jetpack. Jetpack man. Jetpack man. Yes,
1: jetpack man.
0: <laughs> but those kids are going to figure out how and what to fucking do and they're going to experiment and then you want to not educate them on what happens when you have sex Mm -hmm. and then they're having sex and then they get pregnant and they can't have access to Mm -hmm. proper health care or abortions and Mm -hmm. now you're you want to fucking jail them but you take away these accessibilities for people in need and then you force them to have those kids Mm -hmm. you're forcing them to stay poor
1: I also think it's interesting, though, to think about that when y- you were talking about, you know, the, the lack of education. And so then we hear were talking about ignorance. But I think even if you are of a lower education, mm-hmm. there has to be a point where you at the basic like humanistic understanding know that blaming other people a group of people, an entire group of people for your, for, for the issues that you face Mm -hmm. is wrong, but it's that cognitive dissonance. There's that refusal to look in the mirror and say, Oh yeah, this is a generational problem. This is the, you know, like we, we talk a lot about like when like straight white people complain about, especially like more like economic status, right. Mm -hmm. As a reason to validate their own racist or homophobic beliefs etc blaming groups of people for the problems right and like of course you could go so big as to say like okay what about like um you know 1930s 40s germany and how they did that with an entire group of people the jewish people right like it it, it's dangerous lines of thinking that lead to violence and bigger and bigger violence until someone eventually says i'm going to put a stop to it or we're gonna stop allowing this to be okay to be out in the open we're gonna stop this hateful speech but like it keeps continuing in this country and I worry about where it's gonna go if we don't stop it but I think I was saying more of like if people are like let's say less educated and Mm -hmm. not economically well off they're struggling to put things on the table like okay Jim I empathetically feel for you that you don't even have a grocery store near you you can't there's you have no access mm-hmm. there's no access to health care you have every anytime you do need something that's your whole paycheck it, it sucks and other people would like to help you too but there are other people suffering so it isn't just you but we also want to validate your experience but that's not an excuse to hate on another group of people your economic difficulties your educational difficulties are not the fault of tina giving uh Story time at a library dressed in drag, Mm -hmm. increasing the literacy race and actually helping people in your community break out of that. Because there's actually I mean, there's a lot of like white kids that go to those things like, you know, like there's statistically uh, folks,
0: statistically, there is actual math out there. Your kid is safer and more protected when they are around a drag queen. Mm-hmm. At story time, then they are of somebody in a church who is in charge of a church,
1: literally, yep.
0: And if you want to argue with me on that, i I would love to. I have to do I have to t- type in one Google search,
1: but it's just it's it's that cognitive dissonance issue that like it's so it's so it's it's such an infantile and immature, simplistic way to put. To, to not look at your own issue and work on yourself or hell even vote for your own means like i i always think it's interesting that the the hateful right that now the hateful right that's rich and wealthy that's one thing but i'm talking about like the poor people the poor white people who mm. also have a lot of racism or a lot of homophobic beliefs who are, let's oh. say, like working in the coal mines or something like that. Oh, like yeah. I know that that's a stereotype too, but there are a lot of coal miners that still exist that are very, that are not that do not do very well off, and they work their asses off for what they make. Absolutely, but that doing that does not give you an excuse to be hateful for others, and like perhaps like where you are in life is more of a result of other issues going on and issues with the government yet they vote for fucking republicans who don't want to give them any help
0: and even then folks it, democrats republicans centralism whatever i don't fucking care they don't give a fuck about us okay so it, she is very correct you you are so right it's uh there were so many uh, like uh, like drawings that are normally like Done in New York Times, mm, and mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know the name of the author, but it was uh, the the trees voted for the axe because his handle was made of wood.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: the, the something about them mirrors who you are, and or the it, fantasy
1: of what you want to be. Right, and I think there's a lot you. of people who look at yeah, I can be the billionaire Elon Musk if I just work a little harder, and I'm like. Are you really I I hate to say it and I don't want to be the pessimist, but at the same time, are you really going to leave your podunk town and suddenly become Elon Musk before the end of your life? I mean, if you do, that's awesome and wonderful. But most people don't. And like but then again, the and, and it's okay to have the it is totally okay to have those fantasies and to like if you're gonna vote for those people vote for those people part of that then gets attached to homophobia and racist aspects because it's easier again to blame a group of people and work on that than it is to actually fix your own situation or to work with who is leading you, such as politicians, Mm -hmm. to ask them to fix the situation. Politicians also have an easier, cushier job if they can just be like, well, I'm going to just tweet every day that I don't like gay people Mm -hmm. and my people love it and eat it up. But what are they actually doing for you? Has Lillian Burbert ever done anything for that county that Colorado Springs is a part of? Because I don't hear a lot, and I always hear a lot about, like, how her and Marjorie Taylor e. Greene are very well known for, like, not actually doing good things for their communities. It's, it's kind of interesting. Like, but they'll be the first to spew hatred on everyone else because that's what they think their people want. Like, come on. Be better than that. Yeah. There's got to be, like, a way back to kindness.
0: You know how I've been trying to lean towards more kindness these days? Mm-hmm. Yes meeting myself halfway with well if i can't do it out of the goodness if i can't say or do it do it out of the goodness of my heart then it's best that it shouldn't be said or done at all Mm -hmm. don't don't you get me wrong folks i people still really make me mad we are human you know what's
1: ironic about this as i'm listening to you say the the, that type of thing that type Uh of theme i'm like isn't that what for, for those who follow Christianity, and I know you and I again, both mm-hmm. grew up in that type of atmosphere, isn't that the ethics and morals that they actually teach us to practice? Wouldn't it be so nice if more of America's Christians would follow that? If like
0: <laughs> all all religions and viewpoints, yeah, are of that.
1: yes, the the, the good aspects of all religions follow pretty similar lines of, morals and ethics yeah their their specifics might be different and in fact like a lot of them even interact in history like with some of the things that are described in them but like I thought it was interesting and like I I really appreciate you for saying that (sighs) it's a really good reminder even for me when I get so angry about random things and uh, and random things and serious things that happen um But
0: maybe it's the golden rule. Maybe it's treat people how you want to be treated. I don't know. I always tell. I always tell Nicholas, I treat you the way I want you to treat me. I know it is difficult to dust that chip off your shoulder and to take the high road. And, and and is that is that being toxically positive by saying we have to take the high road? No, because I don't know, but mm-hmm. I also I also want to say no. we still have to fight like hell. So again, ha, <laughs> look at that gray area.
1: Yeah, but you're not going to fight it by going and shooting other people.
0: You're right. Okay. Thank you.
1: Fighting by voting is legal. Fighting by legally protesting without violence is legal. Yep. That is an oak og- that is that is by, like, overarching societal standards in the world considered, like, an appropriate form of, I don't know, dissonance. I don't know if that's the correct word, but, like, or, like, d- to express differing opinions from what is going on. Like, the, and that's, again, comes back to that conversation of when we want to choose kindness, so much of that extreme right has made you feel that anytime you want to fight against them, well, that makes you extreme, too. Yeah but you're not the one going in and like shooting a gun. You're not the one like causing violence or hatred. You're fighting in a more positive format. It's mm-hmm. still fighting. It's still trying to uphold what we're doing and like our our goals, but it's not in a format of violence. Okay. That's a, to me that's a key difference. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely I definitely validate what you're saying and I I think it's a good reminder too.
0: What do you think, folks? What do you think, folks? You <laughs> you also validating folks. in my own head, validating me.
1: I think if we uh if if more people would come back to living by the golden rule and more people would no matter what random fleeting thoughts they have against other people, let that go and can live by the golden rule and live by more kindness, I think we actually could have a much better country and society because then we can actually live in that gray area we can talk about coming together in the middle I think that's something that celebrate like
0: celebrate our differences again
1: yes and I think that's something that we used to have in politics mm-hmm. like I I know that I was naive and more naive and and even more more ignorant when I was younger like and I'm always Same. still learning I am still learning I'm a woman sure but I'm white and I'm straight and I I think that we are, we're learning as we go. As long as you continue to grow
0: in a positive way. Yes,
1: and as long as we can come back to a, a place of kindness rather than violence when we're disagreeing on things and have productive conversations, then we can actually talk about being in the middle and coming together for compromises. Like right now, I'll be very honest, I could never vote for a Republican candidate As long as I am afraid that that side is taking away the rights of other people, if we can come away from taking away rights of other people, we can have a system where I think it's more okay to have like that back and forth talk of like how the government should be run. How do we do things with economics and stuff? And I know that that's a whole nother very intensive debate, but like just just crossing that line of hate is such a problem. And let's come away from that finally, so that we can stop hurting other people and stop murdering them.
0: If anybody out there is still questioning if I was, if gay people, queer people, trans people, if we really are born this way or if we would choose this life, I can tell you right now, I knew in preschool. I'm going to go ahead and say this on. Podcast. I knew in preschool mm-hmm. that something was different,
1: mm-hmm.
0: either preschool or kindergarten. And I had I I will go find the picture. I had mm. um these feelings. I didn't know what they were. Again, mm-hmm. I I don't know if I could even tie my shoes at that point. But I had feelings for another individual who was a boy, mm-hmm. and I knew. I I just knew that it was wrong. And that kid
1: lovey-dovey way kind of thing, like. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, just innocent, like, oh, I have some sort of, I feel differently about this boy than I do about any of the other boys or Mm -hmm. any of the girls in in Mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. And yet I took a thumbtack and, like, poked his face out in in the class picture Mm -hmm. because I was afraid of my feelings. And then I grew up to learn what it means to be gay mm-hmm. and what that religion says. This is what's going to happen if you are. And at eight years old, crying in bed, praying, please mm-hmm. make me different. Please make different. I don't want to be gay. I don't want to be gay. Mm-hmm. But yet constantly being told in school, because I went to private school, mm-hmm. you are made in his image. You are perfect. Hmm. But if you do a list, if you do anything off of this list, you're going straight to hell. And folks, <laughs> we haven't gotten into my trauma yet of my most traumatic experience. But even after I had stopped following that religion 20 plus years ago, mm-hmm. I somehow it manifested itself in a completely separate event in my life. And something that was some fear that was instilled into me as a child still Mm -hmm. somehow comes up in my week-to-week life and i don't even believe i don't even believe in that stuff anymore
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i don't even know how we've gotten to this point but i can tell you right now nicholas's family if you're listening please skip the next three seconds if i were straight i'd get so much pussy (laughs) i know that i am a handsome man
1: are. See, you do I'm, have wonderful eyelashes. Nick Stacy and Connor. Good better eyelashes than me.
0: Nick, Stacy and Connor skip the next three seconds. I would get so much female pu- women pussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, the way that I have experienced seeing queer people around me, being mm-hmm. not being not one from the community, but again I, I I like to consider myself an ally I'm always learning. I feel as though do people really think that queer people would want to be queer and choose choose to be that way knowing how much fucking shit and violence and disgusting things that we put these people through as oh, a society especially nowadays like
0: it is worse now for kids to have to look at that than it was when i was a child you know what I mean? The violence. The violence is so much worse these yeah. days. Yeah, oh
1: yeah, because we've been talking about that. Yes, yes. And that it's yes. increasing and the, the and we've taken step backwards at the same time in people's rights. Um it's like, do we really think that people would be choosing to be that way if uh, to, to be able to accept like all the violence, the hatred, the the disgusting things that we've put them through, like it just that that's not that can't be right right like there there is that it's not a choice it's not something that people are on some sinful path and it's going to send them down a dark path if they choose that is so fucking wrong and like we need to move away from that dialogue man because like that is literally what causes so much of this hate and this pain and this violence on on on, yeah on the queer community they're afraid of it
0: the yeah our existence is proof that you can live the life that you want Mm -hmm. and they don't like that
1: yeah that's that's a really good way to put that and that that's what scares people that's what frightens them yeah yeah Yeah.
0: you know in bird in bird communities because they can see more colors than we do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: the ones that are more beautiful get shunned out and killed and are left behind it, mm. we as humans do the exact same thing
1: that's really interesting you look a little, I you look know a little that.
0: different oh gotta gotta make you into this yeah. little white box how dare
1: you be happy and different than me
0: <sighs> i think we should not at the end of the episode but i think we should go ahead and try to wrap it up and i'm worried that if we go too far <laughs> that i'm not gonna know you're gonna have
1: we, a hard time yeah well,
0: well that and it i don't i'm having impostery that i'm like because i sometimes i black out when we record mm. and so i'm like Oh, my God. Did we even stay on any sort of topic?
1: I think the only other thing that I do want to mention to our audience if, um, you know, they'd like to learn more about some of the issues regarding lobbying and... Um, Stuff about gun violence more in general. Hmm. Um, there's an excellent documentary that came out, I think, last year. You were Um, gonna mention that, yeah. It's called The Price of Freedom, it's currently available on HBO Max. I think you can rent it through other things as well. Um, It's an excellent documentary that reviews actually the evolution of the NRA because it wasn't actually always what it is today. Um, It used to actually ironically be about gun control and gun safety. And then things happened and it transformed into the current intense power that it is today. And it talks about literally the price of freedom, the price of freedom to own a gun and what our current society in the U.S. is looking at. And, you know, you talked about the gerrymandering and, like, the issues of, like, even while we're fighting, we are up against some pretty powerful people that want to see this violence continued. Mm -hmm. And I think that...
0: We're pawns in their game of 3D chess.
1: Yes. But we have to be pawns that get bigger and we transform into our own queens and kings that yes (laughs) yes Yes, i just thought of that randomly i'm kind of proud of that we transform into our own queens and kings that can really have a chance of fighting for what we know is right and for kindness and for acceptance of all types of people and I think we can't give up on that. Yes, things are gerrymandered. Yes, we're up against really powerful people, and but yes,
0: it gets tough and yes, it gets scary. And you want to
1: give up, right? Sometimes too. But like, I mean, cause I'm having those moments. I had that moment when this, when this shooting happened and that's perhaps why I'm, I, I before this podcast started recording, I talked to Jaron a little bit about how I almost feel bad that I'm not crying. I'm not as emotional yet. It like, I've cried my heart out for other Mm -hmm. shootings like here and there, but there's so many, you know, like I'm half still processing it and I'm so mad and so angry. And it's like, I get in this mode of like, what else can I do? I feel powerless. But I think Mm -hmm. in those moments we have to remind our, each other Mm -hmm. as like-minded people that like we can't give up and we have to keep voting. And the more of us that believe in that voting and don't just give up we will eventually win this fight. We just have to keep fighting for it. We have to keep fighting for our politicians to actually care about our lives, and to to support us, to support all types of people.
0: And to continue having those tough conversations with the people that you can't even yes. agree on with everything. Yes. Now, so another gray area, black and white thing, if, it's, if the conversation or the individual creates an upsetting feeling within your soul and it does not feel right for your own safety physical or mental don't have that conversation mm-hmm. but if you feel comfortable having that healthy the conversation with somebody mm-hmm. then please you guys we, we we have to do it the ones who are who the ones who continue to speak up we can't continue to be the ones that speak up we can only be so loud mm-hmm it's time it's time for those of us who have been quiet for so long you know Mm -hmm. who you are because we listened we were quiet for four fucking years and Mm -hmm. we are we somehow still end up being quiet even when that asshole is gone because Mm -hmm. that other side continues to love to be loud we we have to keep going yeah you can't give up stop being we have to stop being complacent and tolerant because then shit like kkk becomes okay we're yeah. becoming numb as a society yeah. to tragedies. And that's not okay. Not, that That is not okay. Yeah.
1: No. yeah. We have to work for what we believe in. And unfortunately, it's just not an easy fight in no. today's current environment in this country. And yeah. it, it is truly unfortunate. And I think we've well expressed our disgust at that. And the fact that, unfortunately, hateful people have a lot of power in this country currently. Mm-hmm. But man, you said it so well. Like we, we have to speak up and it, we have to speak up as a, a community. You, mm-hmm. The, the LGBTQIA community and allies together, um, and, people and, of all races coming together for yes. other marginalized communities. Thank you. Yes. Other I religions. I also want to make it clear that we are it's al- not,
0: also talking about all of those other things. It's
1: as well. all marginalized communities yes. because the hate crime that occurred in Colorado is unfortunately one of many yeah and we we have to stop it yeah
0: we hope today was not too difficult and too heavy i don't know how it's gonna sound after the editing future jaren hope it sounds good <laughs> either way we would still like to take a thanksgiving quiz because folks i know that you all had a Thanksgiving. We, yeah. in the present right now that we are recording this, we have not had Thanksgiving yet. Yes. So
1: We're going to try to end on a, a little bit of a lighter note, even though we recognize, you know, the importance of everything we obviously just right. talked and, about.
0: And we're not discrediting anything. It is just simply, we wouldn't want to be left on a bad note. So we're not going to leave you on a bad note.
1: If you end up watching that movie, <laughs> perhaps you'll see some of the themes that we talked about. Um, oh yeah! Hope throughout you this, uh, we hope you did enjoy the movie. Oh, it was cute. Um, okay, so the Thanksgiving quiz, which comes from a link that we'll include in the podcast notes, um, also gives you a book recommendation because it comes from a book site, which goes along with my my nerdy book side. <laughs> which so, is perfect. Yeah, so I thought it was cute. Also, considering the School for Good and Evil was you know, based off of a fantasy novel series. Yes. Um, but this quiz is called which side dish are you and which fall book should you read?
0: Question number one, <laughs> pick a Thanksgiving movie. The following options are free birds. You've got mail planes, trains, and automobiles, a Charlie Brown, Thanksgiving or Adam's family values.
1: I'm picking a Charlie Brown. Thanksgiving
0: is Adam's family values. The one where she actually goes to the camp. And she's like, I'll be.
1: Oh, my goodness. Maybe. I don't remember.
0: I'll be the victim all your life.
1: Yes. That is a great one. If that is what that is, then I love it. Now I'm going to want to change my answer.
0: I'm going to Google it.
1: Because if it is that one, I used to watch that movie all the freaking time.
0: Let's just pick it. Adam's Family Values.
1: Okay. Okay. The best thing about Thanksgiving is oh, and this is question number two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> question number two.
1: The Macy's parade. Reflecting on what I'm thankful for, that I can make it Friendsgiving, spending time with family or football.
0: I don't care about the parade. I never watch. I never. I'm never awake to see. I it. know
1: it's so early.
0: Reflecting on what I'm thankful for. I think you should be thankful. You should reflect on those things all the time, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say spending time with family. Um, but it's hard because like I also consider certain friends family too. So like
0: yeah, right as yeah. RuPaul says, the best part about being gay is that you get to pick and choose your family members. I love that. So I wanted to say family, but yeah, I, I we haven't had that kind of a yeah, conversation yet. I, I gotcha. So we're gonna say friends because that is a that is also
1: important. Yes.
0: Question number three: Which part of the turkey are you most excited about? None
1: of it. <laughs> you don't wait. You don't like turkey? No. <gasps> I didn't I, know that. I don't
0: care how what anybody says. That is a dry ass bird.
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I did not. I know didn't that. even. I
0: didn't even know that none of it was an option no, until I. You're saw like it. now and, I like this quiz. Yep.
1: Oh my goodness. I didn't know that the crispy skin is another one. Crispy with ASMR. Chris, crispy. Crispy, <laughs> crispy. Crispy penis. Oh my goodness, you're killing me the wishbone the drumstick or the breast i'm gonna go with the breast
0: okay she said i, she said I like that turkey titty
1: yeah the turkey titty pick a, okay, okay pick a thanksgiving day job asking is it time to eat yet bringing a surprise guest ooh the drama That's <laughs> basting mean. the turkey creating the table decor or setting the table Ooh, I love creating the table decor. That okay. sounds so fun. I'll I'm going to click
0: setting the table because I, it's basically just setting the table. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what it is. Question number five. Pick a seat at the Thanksgiving table. Just put me anywhere near wine. No. Fine, I'll sit between the fighting relatives. No. <laughs> I, I, do, I do love that they use the word relatives, though. Yeah. Someone has to sit at the head of the table. I secretly love the kids' table. No, I'll show up late and squeeze in. I'll show up late and squeeze
1: in. I am 100% the kids' table kid. Okay. I'm, I'm the kids' table person. I'm a kid at heart. I just want to have fun with kids. I don't want to be all about the serious adult talk.
0: Just wait till you find out what the next question is. <laughs>
1: okay. I secretly love an argument, a kitchen disaster, a nap, a game of touch football on the lawn, or all that food.
0: An argument.
1: A nap. <laughs> what did What'd you get? I got that I'm the mashed potatoes.
0: The mashed potatoes. I'm the sweet potatoes. Aww.
1: I love you. We compliment each other. I,
0: I, I love, love tots in all forms. Fried, baked, mashed, yes. raw.
1: All the different kinds of potatoes, too.
0: Scalloped. <laughs> so the book I got was The Guinevere Deception by Kirsten White.
1: Ooh. I have that book. You do. Yes, I do. Do
0: you have the book that you picked?
1: Yes, I do. Actually, I have, have it you... in like a special edition. To... Have you read it? <laughs> I have not yet. My, my. There's a there's a stereotype about uh, book collectors and people who love books that like their to be read list is like longer than like the books they have read. And well, let me just say, I fit that. <laughs> so I got a House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. Um and that is it's like a fantasy book that's like got like I think like mermaid stuff mm-hmm. and all that. Oh, there's a description about it though too. Did you uh, did you read your description? My says, "You may seem humble and unassuming, but like the potato, you're actually a superhero in disguise. Mashed potatoes can camouflage overcooked turkey, hide parts of the dinner you don't want to eat, and line your stomach so you can press on to dessert."
0: I didn't read the description because I backed out.
1: Oh online. no. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. Like Dozer. You're a secret superhero as a potato. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a potato. I kind of just want to be a potato. I just want to be a potato without responsibilities, okay?
0: I want to <laughs> be a pickle.
1: <laughs> I just want to be a potato.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us again this week. We are so happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. And again, if you liked well if you liked what we did in today's episode and you made it all the way through, please reach out to us we want to hear from you uh, and if you made it all the way to this point, I definitely want to hear from you I, yeah we, we would love to hear your few points and if there's something that we said that you don't agree with let's have that healthy conversation yeah we, we may we may be wrong in some way all and um, who knows that is that is. That is growing.
1: Mm -hmm. That's part of the discussion. Yes.
0: We hope you had a great time. Yes. And you will hear us next week.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: We love you. Love you. And we'll bring you something funny next week, we promise. Yes. If you had made it this way. Yes. To the end. Okay. All right.
1: Bye. Bye.